0: Jesus.
1: Good morning. Welcome to Metro Praise International and Merry Christmas to all. Amen. Let's praise the Lord. Let's all please stand as we get ready to uh, get this Christmas concert ready and uh, to rock and roll. Amen. So we want to thank you for joining us this morning. I'm Pastor Berto, one of the pastors here on Staff MPI Church. We'd like to open up, like always, with a testimony. This morning we have a a
2: brother, Rudy, coming up. Let's give him a hand, everybody. Hey, everyone. Merry Christmas to you. Uh, There's so much to be joyful about, honestly. There's so much to boast in the Lord about. And uh, I learned a lot this year. I learned about the Lord's faithfulness. And I won't be long, but I do want to say that Jesus is the greatest gift that that we could get of eternal life. Shortly after I got married uh, on October 15th, It was evident that we were super blessed, not just to have each other, my wife, Nicole, but all the blessings we received, the new jobs we both got, the the great wedding gifts. We never lacked anything. We always had food. Amen. And uh, we had to learn a lesson that all the blessings from the new house, new jobs, to the food, all that good stuff, it brings us happiness, but... uh, when all that stuff is gone, what's left? And we learned that the joy of the Lord is always there. That when all that stuff is gone, if that stuff were to leave, God forbid, right? The joy of the Lord is always there. And it's Christmas season, whether we get presents or not, you know, material things, you know. I want to let you guys know, and as a lesson that me, my wife and I learned is that the joy of the Lord is gonna be there through the bad times, the good times, and it's because that is, that's what keeps you going, that's what keeps your, your spiritual waters flowing. I wanna read a quick verse from John 4. It's about a woman at the well, and she was going to get water, you know, uh, real water, H2O. But then uh, Jesus used it as a preaching tool, and he said, you know, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. And that is the message that Jesus is that source of joy. Jesus is that satisfaction that everybody wants. Sure, our materials make us happy, and sure, the gifts of Christmas make us happy, but Jesus is the reason for this season. Jesus is the greatest gift, and God is good, and he is worthy of our worship. Amen? All right, let's get ready to worship. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the gift of Jesus and the gift of eternal life, God, and love. God, I pray that you would be at the center of everybody's home today, everybody's family, God, and that when people see uh, the love that you poured out for us, God, they would know that you're a loving God, you're a loving Father. Jesus, you are the greatest gift. In Jesus' name, amen. Merry
3: Christmas, everybody.
0: Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad prospero año be i want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. from of my heart Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, los espero año y felicidad. Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, los espero año y felicidad. I want to wish you a man, I want to wish you to I wanna from the of my heart. I wanna I wanna I wanna Come on, just the ladies sing Feliz Navidad. there we go. Feliz Navidad. Come on, ladies. I want to wish you Felice. Felice, Navidad, 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 I want to assume. I want I want to I I want I want to From the bottom bottom of my heart
3: This season, and right now we're just gonna enter into some praise.
0: Oh, we thank you, Lord. We're gathered this Christmas day as a body. Come on, let's just lift up our voice in praise. We thank you, Jesus, the Savior of the world. He's come for you and I. Come on, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, He's here now. Are brightly shining. It is a night of a dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and ever pine till he appeared in the soul. church to sing. You are good. good. Oh, you are good. So oh, Jesus, you are good. good. Oh, he's the reason for this season. See
4: Your voices, let's sing that. Let's keep singing that. Come on, no matter what holiday season comes and goes, no matter what we gain or lose in life, I want to let you know that today Jesus will never let you down. Come on, I want some of you guys to have this be your declaration today. Come on, you're
0: never gonna let me down. let you down. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. No matter what I have to face, Jesus. I know you'll let never let me down. You'll never come. Out, speak, it. speak it into the air today. You're Woo! never gonna let, you're never gonna let me Bye.
4: Jesus, you're so good. You're so good, God. We're so in love with you today, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you, oh God, for your redeeming love, Jesus. Saints, I'm here to tell you today that God is good. What kind of God would leave the glories of heaven to come down and become like us, to die a gruesome death so that he could save us, A good, good God. That's what kind of God would do that. The one true living God would leave the glories of heaven to come to a world that had no room for him, to come into his creation, to go from fully God and become fully man and yet not lose his deity, to come and save us, to come and commune with us, So I want us to sing that again and I want you to declare the goodness of Jesus over your life. Every single person in this room is in a different season. Some of you guys are in a valley. Some of you guys are on a mountaintop. Some of you guys are coming down from the mountain. Some of you guys are coming out out of your valley going up to the mountain. It doesn't matter what season of life we are in. The Bible says that in every circumstance, give him praise. In every season, give him praise. There are things in life that we will lose. Every single one of us will face death, will face hurt, heartache, turmoil. But where Jesus is, there's always joy. The peace of Christ rules and reigns in your heart. The kingdom of heaven, my friends, has come to earth. So I want us to lift up our hands all across this room and let's sing how good he is he will never let you down come on you're so good Jesus in the midst of our storm you are good in the midst of heartache you're still good God when everything is going fine you're good God when we lose things in this life you're good God when we don't get our way you're good Jesus come on in this room there's hope in this room for you today his name is jesus there's joy in this room today his name is jesus he will never let you down come on there's peace in this room today his name is jesus of kings and lord of lords the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end the first and the last the author and the finisher of our faith you are good and we glorify you and we bless your holy name come on church clap it up for jesus
0: give him a shout of praise
4: God is good all the time and all the time God is good turn to your neighbor, give them a high five as you find your way to your seats praise God awesome, awesome time worship team, thank you for leading us into the presence of the Lord with that worship set Merry Christmas, everybody. Look to your neighbors, say, Merry Christmas. Look to your other neighbors, say, I'm so glad you came to celebrate Jesus. He is the reason for the season, amen? Welcome, everybody, to Metro Praise International. We are so excited. On behalf of the leaders, we're so excited that you're here, so thankful that you have come to celebrate Jesus. And we do it not only on this day, but every day of our life. And we have the honor and the privilege to be able to gather together every Sunday and do this. Isn't that awesome? I'm going to preach the gospel to you this morning. What a special time, the presence of the Lord. The gospel is the good news of Jesus. We say, uh, I preach a message like this every Sunday. And how special it is that I get to do it on Christmas Day The day that everybody remembers Jesus, thinks about Jesus, and, you know, kind of thinks about how he came. He was born in a manger. But the power behind that is that Jesus came and left the glories of heaven to save mankind because we were separated from God the Father. We were separated from him because of our sin. And Jesus came to make a way. Say, he came to make a way. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, It says, for to us, a child is born, to us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That is our God. That is our Jesus. Woo! During the worship time, I just had this impression in my mind. I want you guys to understand that when Jesus came 2,000 years ago, there was no room for him in the inn. Mary and Joseph did not have a room when they were passing through to be able for her to give birth. Now, ladies, if you're in this room and you've given birth before, the last place on your mind would be a barn, right? You think sanitation. You want everything to be disinfected, right? Hospital room, give me the best of the best. Not only did he not have just whatever was available to them at that time, he didn't have have a room, just a hotel room. Jesus was born in a barn. So not only did he leave the glory of heaven to become like us, but he came into the world into the lowliest place with animals around It probably smelled, but the king of heaven came humbly like that to show us by example how we should live our life humbly before him now. And so the message this morning is when he first came, earth didn't have a room for him. But my question to you is, do you have room for him in your heart today? Because if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, celebrating him, on Christmas, by putting a Christmas tree up in your house and buying gifts for everybody around you, is not going to get you to heaven, my friends. The only way you get to experience eternity with Jesus is by being born again, allowing the Spirit of God to make you alive, because you're dead today if you have not been born again by the Spirit of God. Sin has separated you from the love of a heavenly Father. And today, Jesus wants to be your wonderful counselor. He wants to be your mighty God, your everlasting Father, your Prince of Peace. So with all eyes closed all across this room, I have one question for you. If you're not right with God today, do you have room for him in your heart? Do you have room for him in your heart to open up the door? Because the Bible says he knocks on the door of your heart. And if you open the door and let him in, the Bible says he will come in. It doesn't say, go and clean your house and then open the door. It doesn't say, go stop doing all the bad things and then open the door. It says, once you hear him knocking, just open the door and he will come in. And he will take care of the renovations. He'll take care of everything that needs to be cleaned. Stop trying to sweep up everything under the carpet and hide your dirty stuff in the closet. Like as if Jesus doesn't know. Open the door of your heart and say, Jesus, I surrender. So if you want to surrender today to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, I want you to come into agreement right now as I begin to pray for you. Repent of your sin, turn from your way, and let Jesus save you. Lord, I love you. I thank you today for the simple message of salvation, that you came, you took our place You made a way where there seemed to be no way, Jesus, to save your creation, to adopt us into your family. And God, I pray for everybody in this room that's not right with you, that today would be their spiritual birthday, that today they would be born again, that the old would be gone, that the new will come, and they will experience true salvation. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. You guys can stand up to your feet. If you mean business with Jesus and you want to get your life right, we have prayer workers up at the front. They would love to pray with you in just a few moments during our fellowship time. I want to encourage you, get right with God today. Come receive prayer for them. Ask them how to get plugged into the church and get discipled. All right? Look to your neighbor and say, you can do it. Who's excited to recite our confession of faith today? Come on. This is our Christian worldview. This is why we do this week after week. And there's brothers and sisters in the Lord that are standing upon these truths with us all around the world. So on the count of three, let's recite it. One, two, three. I believe in one God and creator who is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father who so loved the world the Son who purchased my salvation in his death, burial, and resurrection, and the Holy Spirit who makes me new and abides in me forever. I believe in the perfect Holy Bible that reveals God's purposes and plans for my life. I believe in the second coming of Jesus who will judge the living and the dead. I believe in the eternal reward of believers in Jesus and the eternal punishment for all unbelievers in Jesus. I believe in the United Church of Jesus Christ apostles and prophets, elders and deacons, in which the gates of hell shall not prevail. I believe the salvation for all mankind is by faith alone and Christ alone, by God's grace alone and for the glory of God alone. Amen. Why don't you guys turn around, give somebody a hug and a handshake. All right, who's excited they came to church today? Christmas Sunday. It's so wonderful to see all of you guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm feeling the love. Praise the Lord. We're so excited that you joined us for Christmas Sunday at Metro Praise International. Welcome, especially if this is your first time here. We thank you for visiting visiting us, and please keep on coming, inviting your friends and your family. We want to welcome you guys to our Christmas con... Oh, wait, really quick. Yeah, I forgot about that slide. Sorry. Our services here are every Sunday at 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. This is our family service. We have King's Kids in the back for our children. And then we have Elevate... <laughs> fridays at 7 p.m for our teenagers this is the place for teenagers to be on friday nights we have the best youth pastors the best youth leaders so if you know anybody in the age group of 11 to 18 you gotta have them be here on friday nights okay we want to welcome you guys to our christmas concert this has been a long awaited day we're so excited to hear and see everybody's talents displayed For the Lord, and we're so thankful for all that God has done in us and through us. And thank you for joining us for this special service today. Our vision here is very simple it's loving God and loving people, the two greatest commandments that Jesus gave to us. And our strategy is to connect you, to mentor you, and to send you out. The way we want to connect you is through our life groups, we want to mentor you through our 101 and 201 books, and then we want to send you out to do evangelism so that we could keep preaching the gospel to the lost around us. And our goal by doing all of that is to have 100,000 disciples in Chicago with 50 churches here and 500 around the world. Can I get a hallelujah? All right, so let's get connected. If you have not connected yet to MPI, you can get connected through our life groups. We're coming up to the end of the quarter. This is literally our last week. Next week, we'll be announcing our new life groups for the new quarter and the new year. But here's a snapshot of what's happening this week. Tuesday, the Encounter Prayer Night. Such a powerful time. They're meeting at 7 here at the church. Join them this Tuesday. Thursday, our Gang Outreach, 18 years and not. Me here at 7, powerful time with street evangelism. And then Friday, our two adult Bible studies. One at the Govea's, the other one at the Vivitz house, 7 o'clock. If you're 18 years and up, you got to be there on Friday nights. Get encouraged with the Bible study and the fellowship of your brothers and sisters. After you get connected at NPI, we want to mentor you. We have leaders ready to take you through the 101 book and do it one-on-one. Welcome to your new life. And so we want to encourage you in your walk with God, strengthen you in your gifts, and just pray for you throughout your journey and let you know what it means to be a disciple for Jesus. When you graduate the 101, you'll get into our 201 class, Disciples That Make Disciples. And this is our leadership training class where we teach you how to be a leader in the church, a leader in you know, governing your life and excellence and so that one day you could be a deacon or an elder in the church of Jesus Christ. And then we want to send you out. Somebody say send. We want to send you out to do evangelism, preach the gospel on the streets. Every Saturday from 5 to 8, they're hitting the streets, preaching the gospel because Jesus said go. Go into all the world, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. So we have to go. We have a uh, a responsibility to preach about jesus and let people know that he is the only way to heaven so in recap mpi has a vision a strategy and a goal a vision of loving god and loving people a strategy to connect mentor and send and a goal of a hundred thousand disciples in chicago with 50 churches here and 500 around the world can i get an amen? amen praise the lord who's excited to give their tithes and offerings today on christmas praise god he has been faithful We believe that the scripture teaches that a tithe is 10% of our total income given regularly to the church, and anything above the tithe is an amount between you and the Lord that is considered an offering, and we designate that towards missions and towards the building fund throughout the year. So let's get into our lesson for today, our giving lesson. It's the last one. This is 52-lesson book, the Disciples' Giving Book. There's one lesson for every week out of the year we have come. Oh, no, next, no, next Sunday is the first. So this is the last lesson, and it's just awesome that we get to go through these lessons annually and really allow the Holy Spirit to dig deep into our heart. So we are on lesson 10, overcoming idolatry. And we've been t- speaking about hindrances. A hindrance is something that prevents us from being obedient to God's commands. And if there's any hindrances in our life, God wants us to get rid of them. We're going to be reading from Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. That's pretty deep. Look to your neighbor and say, that's deep. Here are three main points. Number one, cannot serve two masters. Jesus made it very clear that the number one competing idol with the true God was money. He taught that you couldn't have two masters because one will always be in charge of your life. So when you're tithing and you're, you're giving your offering faithfully to the Lord, you are proving who really is in charge of your life, if it's truly God or if money is your idol. You cannot serve both, or if money is your master, rather. You cannot have God and money as your master. If you are not tithing faithfully to the Lord and giving back what belongs to him, money is your master. Number two, love and hate. Serving God will cause you to hate the idol of money, and serving money will result in you hating God as your master. It's tight, but it's right. Most idolaters will not publicly admit they actually hate God, but their rebellious disobedience to his commands of generosity show their inner hatred. This is true, my friends. You cannot escape God with what's deep inside your heart. And number three, who is your master? If the idol of money is your master, then you will let it decide how you give it to God how you give to God. However, if God is truly your master, you will let him decide how you spend your money. And we need wisdom in our finances, church. It starts with us. Ask God to come in and give you wisdom from heaven on how to properly manage the finances in your home. And you will always have more than enough. It doesn't mean everybody has to become a millionaire, but you will be blessed beyond measure to be able to take care of your family's needs and to have extra to meet the needs of the people around you, to be a blessing in the kingdom of God. And here's a summary. Make God the master over your money, And make your money obey God's commands. Money submits to Jesus, right? Your wallet submits to Christ. Number one, let's apply this to our life. Be faithful in giving your tithes, 10% of your total income and offerings, anything you give after your tithes. Number two, repent if you have allowed the idol of money to be your master by preventing you from obeying God's commands of giving. You must repent if this is you. And three, joyfully love God and make him the master of your entire life. If that is you and this gets you excited, let's confess this over our life on the count of three. One, two, three. By the power of the Holy Spirit and the guidance of the word of God, I will not be hindered by greed, laziness, unbelief, discouragement, or fatigue in my giving to God. I will overcome bitterness, impatience, pride, fear, idolatry, and live a life of obedience in my finances. Please stand up to your feet with me as we prepare to give the Lord our best this morning. Again, a tithe is 10% of your total income. An offering is given towards missions and towards building. That amount is put on your heart through Jesus. And on the envelope, you could put the exact amount that you want to be allocated towards each category. We'll make sure it goes there. Here are four ways that you could give at MPI. Number one, in the bucket during the offering time. Number two, in the wall-mounted drop boxes. Number three, in the back with a credit or debit card. And number four, you could go online and use Chase QuickPay, PayPal, or a Bill Pay at mpichurch.org forward slash giving. Very simple, very convenient. Let's recite this together. Philippians 4:19 And my God all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for your faithfulness in our lives. God, and we declare today as we have the tithe and the offering in our hand, that you are our master. We repent if it's been any other way, but money will not rule our life. So we lay it all down, we submit our wallets to your will, and we say, Jesus, have your way. I pray that you bless and prosper your people, give them increases, raises, and promotions. I pray that your goodness and faithfulness will follow them all the days of their life, and I pray, Lord God, as we all enter in this new season, that we would all be blessed to be a blessing, God, and have more than enough to meet the needs of this city for your glory in Jesus name we pray and everybody said amen Amen. please come forward as you give and we thank you so much for your generosity
3: One too. All right. Good morning, and Merry Christmas to everyone. It's good to see everyone. My name is Adam Yeves I'm the Worship Director here at Metro Praise International, and I'll be your host, your MC for this morning uh, for our Christmas concert. We have a ton of awesome events planned for you guys. And um, first of all, I'd just like to take time to just say thank you for coming this morning. Amen. Christmas is about Jesus, right? He's the reason for the season. So why don't you take the time to look to your neighbor and just tell them Merry Christmas and God bless you. We're so thankful that you're here, amen? So we'd like to go ahead and get it started, and obviously the only way to do a Christmas concert appropriately is if you have the cutest part come first. And having said that, I'd like to have the children's ministry come on up, or we're gonna have Tina. Tina, come on up. Tina's one of the leaders of the ministry, so let's give it up for Tina. She's gonna tell us a little bit about them.
5: Good morning, Metro Praise. Thanks again for being here. I would like to, uh, as the children are coming up, I would like to thank you again for being here. Um, we are King's Kids. We, are children, are with us every Sunday while you're here enjoying the service, enjoying the sermon, taking notes, and, you know, all that good stuff. Um, our children are back there with us, and they're learning their word, too, as well. They're reading scripture. They're studying. They're doing crafts and projects and things like that. Um, this time of year is the best time of year because we get to just train them up, get them ready for some songs to sing to you in all glory to the Lord. So let's say amen for that. Amen. All right. The songs they'll be singing today is going to be um, Hark the Herald Angel, Angel Sing. It's going to be Joy to the World, not in that order, so don't think it's in that order, okay? Um, and they're also going to do Jingle Bell Rock, okay? So we're going to get ready for them to perform that with all they got and um they've worked hard on it so and then i also want you guys to know that on wednesdays we have our ministry at 6 30 here every wednesday so if you have children who are infant to 11 years old make sure you bring them on by and um in that day is their discipleship where they get trained up to learn about jesus aren't they the cutest little things here everybody say hi say hi <laughs> yes um How's everybody's Christmas been so far? All right. Everybody say happy birthday, Jesus. Jesus. Amen. All right. Let's get ready.
3: Well, amen. Let's give it up one more time for the children's ministry. Such an awesome job, guys. Awesome job. Amen. 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 Wasn't that wonderful? I mean, I'm, I'm especially excited. Number one, my wife was in the middle helping out. But next time this year, I'm going to have my little one performing with him. So it's an amazing, it's a blessing. I'm excited. I can't wait. I many one of those parents like, oh, you know, it's gonna be great. The Bible does says this in Proverbs 22, six, it says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. And I just want to share a little something about the the workers that pour out to these kids. And every single week, behind the scenes, you don't see them because they're back there. And everybody's like, we're so-and-so, we're so-and-so. They're working so hard with the children, teaching them up in the way they should go, giving them the word of God. And growing up in the church, I can't tell you how much that played a part in my life and and my walk with the Lord. It's so important. It's so precious. And we just want to thank this time, the leaders that tirelessly pour into the children. On Sundays and on Wednesdays, we thank you so much. Next year, you're going to have plus a couple because there's a lot of uh, babies due on the way. Amen. I want to read you something. In, in Isaiah 9-6, it says this. For, us, for to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Amen. And that's talking about our Jesus. That was a prophecy before Jesus' time, right, about who he would be and what he'll do. And I'd like to take the time this time. How many of you guys watch The Voice? Right, shows like that, American Idol, that's gone. But like shows like that where you see a lot of talented people come up and they give their talent to people or they sing it before um, crowds and, and different things like that. And so what I'd like to, you know, introduce these next group of talents, It's it's not... It's it's our way of saying you know what the the voice this is uh, people coming up and performing and giving their talents and one of the things I'd like to add about this it's not just some ordinary Christmas concert that the people that are coming up here today are leaders. They're people that have committed themselves to the leadership of this church and being a disciple. So I think that's equally as impressive as it is to sing, amen, to live a life unto the Lord. So I want you to think about that when they come up here, not only do they have talent, all right, and you can shout them down and you can clap, but they're living their lives unto the Lord. And they said, you know what, I want to make a difference. I want to live my life as a disciple for Christ, amen. So with that said, I'd like to give it up. Our first performance is none other than Pastor Jerry Vivit and she's gonna be performing for us. What child is this? So, let's give it up for Pastor Jerry.
6: Hello. I think we're okay. So, if you guys don't know what this is, it's a ukulele. And, um, as I was getting ready for this uh, for this talent showcase, this concert, um, I love Christmas music. I love Christmas movies; the cheesier, the better. Um, but I am also very into lyrics and what a song has to say. And I chose "What Child Is This," and I don't know if many of us have heard the lyrics beyond the first the first chorus and um, but we're going to have the words up here, and you guys are welcome to sing along with me. But um, I just want you to take it in. What child is this Who laid to rest On Mary's lap Is sleeping Whom angels greet With anthems sweet While shepherds watch are keeping. This, this is Christ the King. Whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him, Lord. The babe, the son of Mary, why lies he in such mean estate? Who acts and deaths are sleeping? Good Christians fear for sinners here. The silent word. Is pleading. Nails fear shall pierce him through. The cross be born for me, for you. Hail, hail the word made flesh, the babe, the son of man. So bring him in, sense gold and myrrh, come king to own him. The king of kings salvation brings the best. babe the son of mary
3: amen amen let's give it up for jerry amen so much twang so much southern twang from a southern bard Bel- bell Jerry Vivet. This next performance we have is uh, another but one of our very own uh, youth leaders and before he comes on up, I'm um, just say a little word about him and just kind of what he's going to do. He's going to have a spoken word. So if you've never been to a poetry slam or anything where they're kind of just kind of smooth sounds with their voices, this is what you want to do. There's no clapping, okay? Absolutely no clapping. Go ahead and lift up both hands and just start snapping. So if you like something he says, go ahead and give him a snap. If he says something, just take out both hands and get the snapping. So let's give it up for none other than Joseph Bonilla as he comes to the stage.
7: So I just got the mic. Hey guys. Hey, so uh, I'm gonna be performing a spoken word. It's called before. And uh, it's just something that I feel like God has been speaking to me this whole year. Uh, The whole 2016 is just to have an eternal vision. And by that being, uh, don't be nearsighted, but uh, like someone I heard say, be cross-sighted. So basically have, you know, God and, you know, his kingdom in mind. So here it goes. Before. Before is to be considered past tense. It's already happened, but it has a present hold on some of us because of past tense hurts that leave us wrestling with our fantasies while afraid of reality. It has a past tense hurt on some of us. Now, this bring subtle compromises that bring rises to destructive habits that reproduce like rabbits that blossom into sin with thorns of death that stab at your skin. This is the slippery slope. Now you are a double-minded man, too unstable to stand with de- without with creeping his hands at your throat. And you can't breathe now due to life's weeds that seem to take all of your hope. But listen, before you give up, just listen. Before this past election, before this past trial, before the bathroom had more than two sections, before your sin, before your suffering, matter of fact, before your problems, before your problems had a beginning and an end. The beginning and the end had experienced death, burial, and resurrection. Before you suffered, he did. So before you, before you quit, heed this, the God of comfort had come for the comfort of the saints. And I'll say it again, the God of comfort had come for the comfort of the saints. So rejoice, and I'll say it again, rejoice, but it's still much deeper than this. Before your birth or your conception or before your parent, your grandparents reception or even more before the surface deception of Adam and Eve. Before the Lord has set the earth's foundation with ease. God had plans and purposes for every one of you before you even had a chance to repent and believe. Yes, as a imprisoned enemy of God, he had. Chosen for the lamb to be slain, even though you had a crimson stain and sin is your last name. God chose to send his son as medicine for the sickness that caused Christ's pain. Now think of that before you entertain, exchanging your soul for the world, which is no gain. It's like, and I don't know if you know about fool's gold, but it's like filling a giant bag with fool's gold just to find out at the bottom there ain't nothing but a huge hole. It's insane, and the whole world knows this, but yet Christians do the same. Now, before, the same God who came before you now goes before you. Your wandering soul now has a throne, has a home right before God's throne. The Spirit of God now dwells in and through you. The same creator who created creation now says you will be where he is stationed. Now, if that does not move you and you feel like you can afford to live without it, which I surely doubt it, I implore you to reconsider. Consider this. It costs a lot to go to hell with wicked schemes and good deeds just to appease a God whom only in his son he is pleased. And only in his son he is pleased. Now, you can taste and see if you... Uh, repent and believe in order to receive what Christ has given for free and that is freedom freedom for eternity with forgiveness as your verdict g taste and see the joy of salvation that is only found in Christ the king before before you is the narrow path few answer it but please you answer it and be all that God has called you to be, and with every word that you hear, persevere until all that you call faith and you hold on to it, all that you hold on to by faith is all that you see before. Please believe.
3: Cool, one more round of applause for Joseph Bonilla. <laughs> one, one little disclaimer as I introduced Joseph, I, I said his name, Joseph Bonilla. I'm Hispanic, I promise. I promise you. And, and I was corrected by our Greek pastor, Bonilla. It's Bonilla. Bonilla. She corrected me. So, um, yeah. Whoops. So. This next performance that we have um, is performed by none other than Lawrence, Finney, and Steph, and our brother TJ. And one thing about these talent shows, concerts—whenever we've had one of these, they've never formed, uh, they've never failed to um, impress us. You know, and it goes like, how how much can they do on drums? You know what I mean? It's just like coming up with a beat. Right, and it's just simple and plain, but every time they come up here, they do something that just like, wow, I didn't even think of that. And here today for you guys is a song, an oldie but a goodie. You hear it a lot during Christmas time, Oh Come, Oh Come Ye Faithful. They're gonna go do their rendition of Oh Come All Ye Faithful here today with the percussions, with the sounds. So as you hear it, okay, it's just one thing they just do like, oh, let's do it like this. I mean, they take time to coordinate. And something about music, if you're offbeat, You're offbeat, okay? But they are so onbeat, it's gonna have you guys clapping, it's gonna have you guys so impressed. So without further ado, let's give it up for Lawrence, Vinny, Steph, and TJ.
8: you mm-hmm. kingdom of-
3: give it up, give it up! Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Thank you guys so much. That is awesome. As the next group gets ready to perform, I just wanted to just invoke what was going on. TJ was up here praying, and the band was playing, and there was chains being broken off, amen? Wow! what a wonderful time to remember that the chains are broken off in our life through Jesus. Don't ever forget that, like, man, I, I wish I can change. I wish I could be better. No, no, no. The chains are broken off because of Jesus. Amen. That baby in the manger was no longer a baby. When he came to the cross, he took on the sins for the world. Amen. And here today, we're celebrating that. Every performance is that theme. It's Jesus. It's Christmas. It's festive. We're reminded of the things that Jesus did for us. Amen. This next performance um, is our last performance. Everybody say, oh, I know, I know. But but I just want to say a couple things. Um, this is an original piece. And what do I mean when I say that? It means that they wrote this song for this event. And I always love that because, number one, it takes talent. It takes time. And it just takes a lot of work. Okay? How many of you guys have songs that are written out there by a show of hands? We got one over here maybe. Okay? Okay? Okay. It just takes a lot of work. And this next piece is kind of a... Uh, I want to invoke maybe an opera feel, very classic feel, right? It's going to sound so good because what they have is a lot of, is it a three-part, four-part harmonies, five-part? Is it five parts? There are going to be several singers up here, and they're going to be singing, and everyone's going to hit a different note. So that's the thing. As you listen to this next piece, they're going to come up here, and they're going to sing. And it's so amazing how their voice, voices will complement each other, like layering on a cake. Man, that sounds so good right now, Okay. <laughs> But I'm telling you, as they come up here, they're going to sound so much better than cake. Because as they're singing, they're singing a song unto the Lord. So it's a worship and a praise song. So I'm going to have them come on up from where they're at. Let's give it up for Rachel, Tony, Dez, Jessica, and Daryl. As they perform their song, Born the Messiah.
0: Give it up, give it up,
3: give it up! Amen, let's give it up one more time for all the performances. Thank you guys so much, thank you. I was told we have one last surprise performance, and it's none other than our own Pastor Joe Irosek. He's going to come here and preach an awesome message. So let's give it up for Pastor Joe as he comes on up.
1: Let's give it up for the talent one more time, even the announcer, our very own Latino, Ryan Seacrest. There he is. You are our very own Ryan Seacrest. Thank you for coming out today. I know you had different options to stay home in your jammy jams, to be with your family. But how many are glad you're here with the family of God today? Let's give it up for Jesus. Amen. This is why we do what we do. Now, it may sound odd to you, but I actually don't celebrate Christmas. I haven't celebrated Christmas for about 20 years. It's a personal conviction of mine that it's not worth the time, the energy, or any of those things because Jesus wasn't born on that day. But I have a good time with those who do, so don't feel like I'm going to preach against you. But I just want to tell you, if I was a celebrator of Christmas and I saw that Christmas fell on a Sunday, that would make me almost just want to wet my pants. I would be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. It's a Sunday Sunday. And it's Christmas, it's about Jesus, and I go to church. But for some reason, people in our culture don't think that way. People in our culture don't think that way. They're thinking, oh gosh darn it, Christmas fell on Sunday. I guess I'm just going to stay home with my family and not go to church. Somebody say stupid is as stupid does. My friends, Christmas is a celebration for Jesus. That would be like staying home on Easter going, oh man, they keep putting Easter on Sunday. What's wrong with them? I have to go home and cook and be with my family. My friends, if you do celebrate Christmas, is it not for Jesus' sake? You're celebrating the incarnation of our Lord and Savior. And so today, I hope that you are excited to be in church. What a privilege, what an honor that we get to have the talent brought before us, that we get to sing those hymns, which are not only for the Christmas time, which are actually hymns to sing anytime. Oh, Silent Night, Away in a Manger, all of those things, tea us about the incarnation of Jesus look at your neighbor and say God became man Thank you. So I just want to take a few moments here with you today and preach to you the great theology of what Christmas is about, the great theology. Because listen, if the Apostle Paul came to somebody's house this morning, came around eight in the morning, and he saw what was going on, the Apostle Paul may be a little bit confused. Now, some of you may be confused about who the Apostle Paul is. He's wrote three-fourths of your New Testament. So imagine if Paul came over to your house, knocked on the door, you say, what's up? Paul come on in and Paul came in now let's say you 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 showed him around your house and he would be like What's that tree doing inside your house? And you'd be like, oh, it's it's a tradition that we do. And why did you decorate the tree? You would say, well, that's because we want to show that it's something nice. And then and then he would say, well, what's the presents doing underneath the tree? And and, and you would say, well, those are presents we give each other. And you would ask him, Ex- explain to me. Uh, you know, he would ask you, explain to me why do you do this? And he, and he would say, you would say back to him, well, we do this for Jesus. We do it for Jesus. And he may say back to you, I- I've read the whole. Bible. I've gone from front to beginning. I've never saw a tree cut down. I never saw a presence underneath it. I've never seen, now some of y'all getting convicted or mad, but listen to me. He, he would, listen, Paul would go, I, I don't know about any of this stuff. This stuff must have happened after I wrote the Bible and parts of the Bible because I don't know any of this. Now imagine then you say, "Don't." but we do it all for Jesus. He may say to you, that's awesome. You do that for Jesus. Good for you. But then he would probably ask you this question. Do you know what Jesus did for you when he came in that manger? See, it's not about that tree and it's not about that present and it's not about the time of the year, the wreaths, the colors. It's, it's really, if we're going to be honest and celebrate a day where our Lord and Savior came to be born among men, whatever that date may be, though, it was more likely the fall than the winter. But listen, no matter what we do, when we get to this point of discussion, we need to be honest with ourselves and say this blows our mind. This blows our mind. See, there's some wrong theology that goes along with our Christmas beliefs sometimes. And a lot of people actually think because God is the Father and then the Son of God came from the Father father then that must mean that jesus was born from the father that means there was probably a time when jesus didn't exist exist and then probably father god found a mother god somewhere got it on and boop here came jesus you know, there's actually people who think that. On my website, I put something up about Jesus being God. And somebody said, Pastor, I think I'm confused. Is the Father God? Is Jesus God? Now, who is God? Now, you see, we don't understand what's actually happening, do we? And so those of you who have read the narrations of the Gospels that talk about Jesus coming in a manger, maybe you need to hear some of what the other parts of the Bible talk about. So, for example, turn with me quickly to John chapter 1, verse 1. So that you can see what the Bible says about what Jesus was doing before he came to this earth. Somebody say before. Amen. Before Jesus came to this earth, do you know that he existed in eternity past? Look at John chapter 1 verse 1. We just finished a series on John and I hope that you enjoyed it and learned some goodies. In the beginning was the what? And the word was with God and the word was God. Now who do we know that word to be? Jesus. We know that that word is Jesus. So Jesus was in the beginning with the Father. We know that he is not the Father, but he's with the Father. Now watch in verse 2. He was with God, and we'll learn later that that's God the Father. He is God the Son. But he was with God the Father in the beginning, and through him how many things were made? So did Jesus create the earth? Yes, he did. Did Jesus create all the stars in the sky? Did Jesus create Mary? Yes, he did. Jesus is the creator of everything. Without him, how many things were made without him? Okay, so was he the creator of Satan, that fallen angel beforehand? Yes, he was. Lucifer was created by who? Jesus. Who created all of the angels of heaven? Who created them? Jesus. So anything that is made in heaven above, earth below, Has been made by him. Without him, nothing has been made that has, uh, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness hasn't overcome it. So in the Garden of Eden, who is it that stepped down and breathed into Adam and made him go from being a clay statue to being a living soul? Who did that? Jesus has life within him, doesn't he? And now we learn who that is Jesus is facing and who the Word is. Look at verse 18 of John chapter 1, verse 18. Somebody say, I'm there. No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son who is himself God and is in closest relationship with who the... Father has made him known. Let me do a little Bible dance for you here so you can keep up. In John 1 1, now working the word backwards from verse 18 back to verse 1, we see in the beginning was the word, the word was with God. So who is the God that he is with? Who is the person of the Godhead he is in closest relationship to? The Father, but the Son Himself. Is He a separate God? Is He a lowercase God? Is He a created God? No. He is God just as the Father is God. And so then who is this one being of God? Well, Matthew 28:18 and onwards says that we are to baptize in the name of the what? The Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So now you see that there are three that are one. One being of God. One God being. Three separate persons. The Father 100% God. The Son 100% God. The Holy Spirit 100% God. They are not three pieces of a pie. 33%, 33%, 33%. They're each 100% God. Yet there are not three gods, three separate gods. The three persons of God share the one nature of God. There is one what that we call God. The what of God is the all-powerful, all-knowing, ever-present being, the almighty creator. But there are three persons who's of god one what all-powerful all-knowing and everywhere omnipresent and there are three who's that share that divine nature the father the son and the holy spirit can i hear an amen Now, going back to what I want to share with you today, see, Paul and the Bible writers may not know our modern tradition. They may not know anything about trees. They may not know anything about gift-giving or Santa Claus. St. Nick came a long time later. But what they would know about is this, is that God became man, not the Father and not the Holy Spirit. God the Son became man. Now, that should be something that is awesome to hear. That shouldn't just be something we take as just everyday stuff. God becoming man is the greatest message that you can ever hear. That is the foundation of the Easter message, which Easter simply means Passover. So if we want to celebrate his birth, we can never forget why he was born to begin with. Now, I've prepared a few notes for you to think about today as you're remembering his birth. God the Son became what I was. And I wanted to make this personal so that when you read it for yourself on your own time, you could do the same. Listen to this. God the Son became what I was so that I might become what he is. That's what the incarnation means. That, that big word, incarnation, simply means that Jesus took on flesh. The eternal Son of God that had created everything came in the flesh. Not so that we could have holidays, those are, though they're fun and fine, and uh, you can do whatever you want as long as it's not sin, but that's not why he came. He came so that we might become what he is. Because in the Garden of Eden, we became what the devil was. You see, when we took on the fruit, the forbidden fruit, see, the devil knew what was happening there. It wasn't just a fruit that was the problem. It was rebellion and disobedience. And we, as the human race, took sides, and we picked the treacherous, treacherous, treasonous man, uh, or the angel, rather. We, As Adam, he took on the wrong side. And Eve took on the wrong side, and we got put on the side of God's enemy. Now, you may think to yourself, that's unfair, pastor, that I'm born as an enemy of God. But the Bible says that you then, after being born a sinner, then live on your own as a sinner. So let us test and make sure we all have free will here today. Would you all raise your right hand in the air? Come on, wave it around like you just don't care. Wave them hands in the air. Okay, now watch. You put it down whenever you want because you have what? What do you have? Free will. So let me ask you something. Even though you were born a sinner, even though your flesh already had a propensity, a leaning towards sin, since now you have had your conscious mind and a free will, have you ever chosen sin? have you ever disobeyed god then you have proven yourself not only because of adam's treason but of your own treason that you are a sinner worthy of god's wrath and remember it was adam and eve's one sin that had them face spiritual death cast out of the garden and so when we see jesus becoming man it's not that he's doing this for the sake of a holiday though we could celebrate it but he's doing it so that we might become what he is We might be changed again, restored back to our original intent. I was born once a sinner. Now, because of Jesus' incarnation, I can be born again a saint. I was born one way, but I can be born again another way. All of us here have fallen short of the glory of God, have we not? Have we not fallen short of that righteous standard, that moral law that's written in all of our hearts? And even though sometimes we want to pretend it's not there, we know it's there. We know right from wrong, and we notice in our own selves that we choose wrong. And what Jesus did was choose right so that we could become righteous. Listen to these next wonderful things that Jesus did. He takes on flesh so that I can partake of divinity. Does that sound scandalous to you? It should. It should. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 4 should sound absolutely scandalous to you. It should sound too good to be true. You should almost want to take Peter by the collar and go, "Peter, You you didn't really mean this, did you? Because, Peter, this is almost blasphemy, Peter. Peter, Peter, you you, you must have been just, you know, hanging out with your friends, drinking too much communion wine, and then all of a sudden going, yeah, we get to be like God. Yeah, write that down. Peter, because, Peter, if you actually mean that I get to escape the corruption of the world and participate, actually take and partake and put into me divine nature i ain't got excuses no more peter to live in sin because he became flesh that i might become godlike he became man that i might become godly he became human nature that i might share in divine nature now we understand scriptures that say be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect well nobody's perfect the bible said he is and now you share in him well, I can't be holy because this, this is a messed up world. He is holy, and He lives in you. Holiness is not just a thing; it's a person. Perfection is not just a thing; it's a person. Love is not just a thing it, or an emotion; it's a person. Perfect love, perfect holiness, perfect righteousness joined together, man. In God, in the hypostatic union, what we mean by hypostasis is the two melding together in Jesus so that now the fallen man can have union with Him on behalf of His death on that cross and resurrection. Listen to what Peter wrote. Through these He has given us very great and precious promises so that through them you may, you may participate in the what kind of nature? In the divine nature. Haven't escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. All the evil of this world will corrupt your soul. There is nothing that God has called evil that is good for your soul if you ever get that twisted in your mind I, I just have to say unto you you are headed for destruction woe unto you because if you think God is somehow that babysitter that's just taking the popcorn from themselves and saying you wouldn't like it anyway I used to have a babysitter like that she was a little mean and sassy she'd make all this good food and then she would tell me you won't like it anyway <laughs> you don't want this anyway no listen that's not God God is not saying no adultery is really fun no lying is really fun anger and outbursts of rage is really fun i just don't want you to have it no the bible says everything we do against god causes corruption of the soul every every glance at that internet picture that you know you shouldn't be looking at corrupting the soul every bitter thought you hold towards your relatives that you're seeing at this time and god knows i have to pray through it too every bitter thought is just a corruption of the soul Every greed, every selfish thing you do for my family and my kids and my house, me, myself, and I, it's all about me and us and us for and no more. And we we cloak it in we cloak it in our nobility. I'm so noble, I'm so noble. I do this for I work so hard for my family, I do that, and we don't understand it's just me, myself, and I, our little world, our little kingdom. And the Bible says it corrupts the soul, but because of Jesus becoming man. Man can now have his soul healed and his soul, listen, everybody listen, his soul participates in the divine nature. Do you want to participate in that today? He became poor that I might become rich. Read your Bible, 2 Corinthians 8 9. I'm not here to preach a lukewarm, compromising prosperity gospel, but I am here to tell you that Jesus left streets of gold so that one day I can walk on those streets of gold. Jesus left the riches of heaven so that I could pray for God to bless me on this earth as it is in heaven. He became poor that I might become rich. He was rejected that I might be accepted. He was whipped so I could be healed. He was filled with sorrow so that I could be joyful. He was cursed so I could be blessed. He became sin that I might become righteous. He was put to death so that I might live forever. Amen. Now that to me is what this day is about. Now, you and I want to talk about that, I'm with you. You want to be about this, I'm with you. And the Bible is with you. And so let us not forget, as our culture has forgotten, what Jesus did when he came to this earth. Because he did this for the sake of us. For the glory of his Father, but for the sake of his lost creation. And so, my friend, the pre-incarnate Son of God, that means the pre-existing Son of God before time ever began. Became man while still maintaining his full divinity. He became the God man. We like to watch movies about superheroes because we always like to see someone in our image kicking butt. Like we just love when things get destroyed and the good guy wins. We love it when Superman wins. We love it when Batman wins. We love it when Spidey wins, Spider-Man. But all of these men with super powers are all trying to achieve something that God did in reverse. God was a Jesus wasn't a man trying to be become a God. He was God becoming man, humbling himself to become like us so that in doing so, a man would reign forever over God, the father's kingdom. That's what you got to understand right here. It's now one of us born of the flesh is now seated upon a throne forever ruling and reigning. It's like the joke between two guys. They're in an old folks home one is a Jewish man. One is a Catholic man. They always compete. One was from New York. One was from Chicago. They always disagreed about baseball. It's the Cubs. It's the it's the Yankees. Disagree about football. It's the Jets. It's the Bears. Disagree about what pizza is the best. It's New York. It's Chicago deep dish. And these men would always have their disagreements. One from Chicago. One from New York. And. The one from New York was a good Catholic and the, and, and the one from Chicago was a Jewish man that had come to be a Christian. And so one day, the, the Catholic New Yorker came to his friend and said, man, I got good news. One, one of my relatives has just become a cardinal in the Catholic church. You have no idea what this means for our family. We are so proud of our, of our relative. This is amazing. And in that same spirit of competition, this converted Jewish man, he said, oh, that's nothing. I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. And then his friend, this felt like he was messing with him. He said, you never give me credit for anything. We, we always got to go back and forth man can't you just give me one day of victory give me one day he's a cardinal and then and then he said oh i'm not impressed and and then the the catholic asked his friend he said well then what do you have in your family what what can you top that with and he said one of ours became the king of kings and the lord of lords the messiah born of the seed of david one of ours now is the messiah See, Jesus, born of the Virgin Mary, took on flesh to fulfill the promise that a man from David's genealogy would always rule over God's creation. You have to understand that flesh that Jesus took on was no different than any of ours, except it was sinless. That's why he was born of a virgin. He didn't receive his seed from man. He received it from the Holy Spirit birthed in Mary so that he could have a fresh start in his human nature. But as according to human nature, he was as much human as Adam was. And when he joined himself to that man, he didn't become two people in one. It's one man sharing two natures. He elevated a man by the Father's grace to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You see, we have to understand that now one of us is the King and the Lord because God wanted to become like us so that we might become like him. He showed us what it's like when man is brought to its full potential. What man looks like for the purpose of creation was saw in Jesus, seen in him. And now you and I can learn from Jesus to be God-like. To be godly. Do you understand that word godly means to be godlike? How many want to be godly today? How many want to be inspired by the incarnation? Not trying to become God, but being godlike. Participating in the divine nature. Being righteous and holy and following his path. How many want to be like Jesus is what I'm asking today. Well, the number one thing that you have to do to be like Jesus is humble yourself. Humility is what marked our king. I've been to India three times and I've seen what they do for their godly people there. They put these in ornate uh, ornaments around them. They decorate them almost like a Christmas tree. They put all of these wreaths upon them. They bow at their feet. They hoist them up and walk them through the city. You know, if you've ever seen Indiana Jones, one of these movies, you know, they find these uh, gold things in the temples. They actually found this really serious in an impoverished Indian uh, village with no money, probably no running water. People were starving to death. They found over Like three billion dollars worth of gold and gems underneath that temple because that's what they do for their religion. Is that how Jesus came? No, the Bible says the Son of Man came not to be served but to serve. When he is born, where is he born? Is he born in a palace? He's born in a manger. When he walks the earth, does he walk the earth in fine clothes? No, he dresses as an ordinary man. When he picks his disciples, does he go to the heart of that known world to roam the New York City of his day, pick out the actors and the entertainment and the politicians and the bureaucrats and the millionaires? No, he goes along the seaside and the seashore and he picks fishermen, tax collectors, rebels, And he says, this is what we will change the world with. Why? Because he is showing them that it's God that does it and it's not man. He said to his disciples, with you, this is impossible. You'll never do the task I'm putting before you, but with God it is possible. Do you want to learn from Paul now the greatest Christmas message you'll ever hear? And I don't mean to say that it's better than the narrative of the Gospels talking about his journey as a child and his parents going to Egypt as running away from Herod. I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about do you want to hear the greatest Christian message, Christmas message about why the Son of God came in the flesh why the pre-incarnate God came to become man how many want to hear this today because I believe when you do you'll get the lesson of humility because God became man like me that I might become like him I put it in the modern translation, the MSG, the message version, because I think it says it in everyday English. And I'm going to be closing here, so thank you for your patience. But I want to just read it, and it's going to come across just like I was talking to you because I love how Paul uses this language to express himself to us because Greek was really just a common everyday language. Look at what Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 and onward says. If you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, if being in the community of the Spirit means anything to you, and that's the church, if you have a heart, if you care, then please do me a favor. Agree with each other. Love each other. Be deep-spirited friends. No phony friends here. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet-talk your way to the top, manipulate. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. This is a Christmas message. Can I get an amen? Think of yourselves, praise God, the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but didn't think much of himself that he had to cling. He didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. So he didn't have to walk around like Pokemon shooting fire out from his hands and making everybody worship him all the time. He didn't have to cling to that advantage. No, not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave. Became human. Human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and then died a selfless, obedient death. And the worst kind of death at that, crucifixion. Because of that obedience, God lifted him, the God-man. Like the Jewish friend said to his, 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 his one buddy, we got one sitting on a throne now. God lifted him high and honored him far beyond anyone or anything ever, ever. So that all created things in heaven and on earth and even those long ago dead and buried will bow and worship before this Jesus Christ, the God-man. And call out His praise. Call out His praise. Isn't that a good name for a church? Metro Praise. Come on. Call out in praise that He is the Master of all to the glorious honor of God the Father. That's something to think about today, isn't it? That it's not just about us. It's not just about what we get. It's not about just what we do. It's about what we do for others. It's about preferring others above ourselves. It's about being humble. It's about looking to the attitude of Christ and putting that attitude within us and so let me just break it down as quickly as i can in closing starts with husbands and wives husbands honoring their wives as christ does the church not forcing your way upon your wife but lovingly leading her and nurturing her and caring for her and laying down your life for her and then the wife serving and loving and caring for her husband not always having to get her way but understanding that sometimes giving up her vote will give the Vote of her husband, confidence and trust, and together being one, not two, but one flesh that God promises will never be torn asunder, never tore apart in divorce. And through the husband and the wife having children together and raising up those children in the ways of God, as the Old Testament says, and the fear and admonition of the Lord, meaning they, they fear God and they obey His teachings, and then the children. Honoring and obeying their parents as to the Lord, even when at times they don't agree or don't feel like it. And then this family unit, the hope of society, the foundation of every culture shines forth as a light wherever they go. The husband going to his job, the wife going to her job, and preferring one another above themselves, helping the company become successful, looking for the greater good of God's kingdom, not having to have reputation or promotion necessarily, but knowing that if we all win, they will win. And then the children going to school, leading by example, not falling for the sins of the peer pressure of this day, reading their Bible in public and praying in their school, showing young people that kids with their pants hanging down, speaking vulgarities, don't need to lead this generation anymore, or knuckleheads that can put a rubber ball through a metal hoop aren't our examples anymore, but true godly young men and women setting the example for each other. And then we come together once a week or as often as we can and we share our needs with each other, the failings of our week or the victories that we've had and then we share with each other the gifts that we've earned and we do good works and charity. We go beyond these four walls and we pick mission groups that we support around the world. My friend, that is what the kingdom of God looks like upon earth. That's why He came. You do that, you'll have a happy life. You do that, you'll have all that you need. The Bible says, seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Can I get Vinny to come, please, in closing? This was my talent given to you today. Amen. I hope I did an all right job. It's all Jesus. It's all Jesus. I just had to say that because I love to preach. See, Christmas time is about more than gifts. It is about God giving the world the greatest gift. God the Son becoming man. Do you want God the Son to make you like Him today? Do you want your life to be transformed? Do you want your life to mean something more than just a few years with an education, a family, and a few dollars? If you do, would you just bow your head and close your eyes with me right now? God became what I was that I might become what He is. If you're here today and you're saying, there's parts of my life that aren't like God, would you let them know right now? Some of you may have pain. You may have a broken heart. The Bible says he can heal the broken heart. He was rejected so you could be accepted. He was punished so that you could be today rewarded and blessed. He was made sorrowful so you could be given joy. Some of you may look at your life and say, yeah, pastor, I struggle with these certain sins and. I always ask the Lord to forgive me but there's no real change. You need to ask the Lord to share his nature with you today. You need to say to him, Lord, as you came in the flesh, joined yourself with man, would you now join yourself with me? Let me participate in your righteousness because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. That's what the Bible says few moments right now you and Jesus talk to him right now maybe there's things going on in your family you're saying things aren't right in my marriage things aren't right with my kids why don't you ask Jesus to partner with you in your home ask him to partner with you right now Jesus I need your participation I need your partnership we can't do this without you we need you in our marriage we need you in our family Maybe finances have been a real struggle for you in 2016, and now into 2017 you just don't know how you're going to make it. Remember the Bible says he became poor that you might become rich. Would you ask him to bless you to be a blessing? Pray a prayer more than just for yourself today. Pray it for those around you. The Bible says give us our daily bread, not me, my daily bread. Give us in plurality, bless us to be a blessing. I double-dog dare somebody to pray right now some of the things I've just mentioned. Pray for salvation to come. Pray for healing of emotions to come. Pray for your family to be blessed. Pray that God would participate with you on your job today. God became man, that man might become like God. Gifts will come and go. Trees will wither and fade. Oh, but the word of the Lord will endure forever. This will last a lot longer, my friends, than all the outfits, all the toys, all the things we give each other. This will last us for eternity. Just a few more moments right now, God, you know, as the band comes, just a few more moments, God, you know, where we need your nature in us. May we be filled with the fullness of God today. May our spirits runneth over with the presence of the Lord today, the Spirit of God, saturate me, God, fully envelop me in who you are today. Would you look here, please, in closing to this scripture? See what great love. First John chapter 3, verse 1. See what great love the Father has lavished on us. And what is that great love that he gave us Jesus, that Jesus came in the flesh. See the great love the Father lavished on us, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall never perish. See what great love the Father has given us that we should be called children of God. You're a child of God. You're a child of God. You're a daughter of a king. You're a child of God. You're a priest in the kingdom of God. And that is what we are. You are children of God, brothers and sisters. That's why we are family. The reason the world does not know us is that they did not know Him. The world looks at you and thinks you're just like them, but they don't understand. It's not haircuts. It's not cars. It's not education that changes us here. It's the presence of God. They don't recognize us, but one day they will because we'll shine like our Lord, brighter than the sun. And they're going to say, man, what happened? And we're going to say, we were glorified in the presence of a great God. And then there's this promise. Let this promise blow somebody's mind today because I studied a whole lot for this Christmas message and had it postponed last week because of the mess, uh, uh, the the weather. But somebody catch this today. And dear friends, now we are children of God and what we will be has not yet been made known. This is not the end. It's just the beginning. There's a whole lot more coming our way but we know this that when he appears and i can tell you this as surely as he came the first time in a baby's manger he's coming the second time as a conquering king riding a horse baby i'm telling you we know that when christ appears as he came the first time in split time and half from bc to A.D., as he has gotten the attention of the world the most popular name in all of the world is jesus the most read book is the bible as surely as we know he came the first time he will appear again and when he appears we shall be like him oh man i get a taste of it now but i get it in fullness then i get to be like my lord and savior join heirs with christ the bible says He's the firstborn among many brothers, the Bible says, brothers and sisters. For we shall see Him as He is. When you see Him face to face, you will be transformed into His likeness forever. And all, this is why we need to know this today, because all who have this hope, do you hope that this is true and believe in it? Amen. Because all who have this hope in Him Purify themselves right now Just as he is pure So as you look to the incarnation and the birth of Christ, you could say, man, he did that so I could be united with him and his presence and his power so that I could be changed. And I have a hope that one day as a child of God, I'm going to be exactly like him. When you do that, when you believe that in this world, you are pure, you are holy, you won't be tricked and fooled by the devil's lies because you know there's something better for you. You were made for glory. Look at your neighbor and say, You were made for glory. God became man. That man might become like God. Let's give it up for Jesus as we stand up today. Come on. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. He's the talented one. Amen. Amen. We love you, Lord. Woo. Thank you for your patience today. Altar workers, would you come? I hope that you enjoyed today and know that I love you. And I care about you and your family. And this word has transformed my life. I pray now as we get ready to go, you'll let it transform you. It's the last Sunday of the year. We'll see you next week as always, but it will be the first Sunday of 2017. So, so if you want to leave some junk in 2016, come up to this altar and get prayer. Get into the word and discipleship and let God transform you. I'm going to ask that one of our on-fire sisters, our manas, will close us out today. Cynthia Rodon, will you pray for us to live like Jesus?
8: Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for this glorious day, Father God. Father God, I thank you for what you have done today in this service, Lord Jesus. I pray that all the chains that have been broken, Lord God, remain gone in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord God, that you just keep filling up Metro praise, Father God, with your strength and love so that we can go forward, Lord God, in reaching people for you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, in advance for my Metro family, Lord God. I thank you for all these beautiful people. Jesus, you are the reason for this season. Amen.
1: Give it up for Jesus. Slap your neighbor high five and say, be like Jesus. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. God bless you. Hang out if you want to pray a little bit. Right. Woo! Yes, Lord. We're running to you today, Jesus. We need you, God. Bless every family today. Let all of us live for you, Jesus. Lift it up. Come on. You're going to never let me down. Let's take it then. You're never going to let. Jesus. You're never going to let. If he came from heaven to earth, he won't fail you now. Woo! If he raised from the dead, he won't fail you now. You're never going to let. you're never gonna let come on one more time than just the drums baby come on just the drums you're never gonna let you're never
0: gonna let you're never